everyone. I'd like to welcome you all to the latest installment of Hydrocarbon Processing's podcast series, The Main Column. So this episode is going to be looking at managing the new risk profile of energy transition projects. This podcast is adapted from the article with the same name that was actually posted on Gas Processing and LNG's site. Now, before we get started, we do want to thank our sponsor for this month's Main Column podcast series, and that's Honeywell UOP. Now, Honeywell UOP is transforming the way the world works through innovations in energy transition technology and process that helps organizations create a cleaner, productive, and profitable future. And over the last century, Honeywell UOP's engineers and chemists have shaped the refining, petrochemical, and gas processing industries by turning laboratory science into industrial reality. UOP processes produce the fuels that power our cars, trucks, jets, and trains. They make the natural gas that heats our homes and serves as a source of power generation. They are also shaping the energy transition with their full suite of ready-now solutions to help transform the environment, including sustainable aviation fuel, advanced plastics recycling, energy storage solutions, technologies to replace natural gas with hydrogen, and carbon capture offerings. You can find out more by visiting uop.honeywell.com. And now, on with the podcast. Now, the time is ripe to realize the vision of a clean energy future. However, that future comes with new risk. In the old era of vertical energy integration, a few companies control the value chain, from crude oil to product retail. Major energy companies own the oil and gas in the ground and their own processing technologies, and they exerted major influence over the regulatory process. They had a balance sheet to pay for their projects, worked with their favorite engineering procurement and construction firms, and owned the retail organization to distribute products to consumers. Now, the new value chain is comprised of stakeholders that historically did not work together. Instead of crude oil, feedstocks are sourced from nature, agriculture, and waste management companies. Each of these processes require novel and adapted technologies offered by different vendors with competing guarantees. Early economic incentives exist, but the legislative environment fluctuates. Developers with little experience in major complex projects must now navigate financing challenges, conflicting EPC approaches, and entrenched product retailers. And all these factors add up to a new project risk profile. And now the three most critical areas in a project are project definition, technology selection, and stakeholder requirements. So let's first look at project definition. Now projects in the new value chain must optimize three inputs in project definition. And those are business model, financing strategy, and viable technology. Aligning only two of these inputs will not result in a successful project. First, A sound business model must be established. In addition to balancing feedstock in the product market, a sound business model requires favorable yield structures, balanced operating costs, and a realistic total installed cost. And to wrap it all up, the money must be available to pay for the project, whether that's debt, equity, cash flow, or a combination of all three. Now, when we look at technology selection, project definition will drive technology selection and the chosen technology path will impact carbon intensity. Now, there are many technology choices, and competing technologies may meet the same project goals. For example, at least four competing hydro processing-based technologies produce renewable diesel from vegetable oils and animal fats, and there are at least three feed pretreatment options. 
Similarly, multiple paths exist for plastics recycling, both mechanical and chemical processes such as pyrolysis. Technology selection is a key part of project development and with the right choice leading to a success and the wrong choice leading to failure. As with anything untried, novel technologies introduce risk. However, with risk comes the potential for reward. Conducting detailed due diligence, taking the time to understand technology, and negotiating guarantees will mitigate some of this risk. And now let's look at stakeholder requirements. Today's sustainable projects have new stakeholders that may have never executed a complex project. So financial institutions, project developers, and startups. These stakeholders may lack a nuanced knowledge of technology, schedule, or escalating costs, which means risk. With risk comes the need for guarantees from the technology provider and the EPC firm. These can be guaranteed as lump sum pricing or an overall financial and technical wrap. This passes risk on to the EPCs who are not always willing to accept the risk. Other stakeholders, including banks and owners, may have to contribute more equity. Stakeholders need to understand the importance of efficient execution and achievable schedules in meeting deadline-critical government incentives. The historical project scheme may not be acceptable in today's world, where time to market is critical. Compressed engineering schedules can shorten the engineering time and help identify long-lead equipment early in the design engineering phase. A fast-track project will require overlap in the front-end loading two and front-end loading three phases and in detailed design and construction. Now, energy transition projects have a fragmented value chain, competing and new stakeholders in a complex technology selection process. Project risk can be reduced and return on investment maximized with accurate project definition, compressed delivery schedules, and expert management. So there are two essential factors that drive energy transition projects. One is owner integration. Projects must be developed and executed with all stakeholders aligned behind the asset owner's business goals, objectives, and priorities. And the best way to accomplish this is through a project leadership team deeply integrated with the owner, working as one team and helping to build the project organization in alignment with other goals. Traditional and non-traditional stakeholders and the integrated project management team must work together seamlessly. Integrated project management teams have achieved remarkable project success and this success should continue globally. And second is expertise. Project leadership teams must be composed of highly experienced, multidisciplined project professionals who can address the nuanced complexities of a project, in essence, providing the right people at the right time. Key decisions must be made in a timely manner, setting the design basis, understanding the technology and its requirements, and managing the supply chain are key. Again, we want to thank you for listening to this latest installment of Hydrocarbon Processing's podcast series, The Main Column. And again, we want to thank our sponsor for The Main Column podcast, and that's Honeywell UOP. Again, you can find out more about Honeywell UOP by visiting uop.honeywell.com. Thanks for listening.